how I upgraded from vaccine hesitant to vaccine denier, and not just for the COVID jab either. That title is clickbait, but I'll tell you the full story soon. First, my dear friend Kelly is the only winner of my contest to explain the fraudulent New England Journal study published in March, effect of early treatment with ivermectin among patients with COVID-19. They used one of Big Pharma's old tricks. The trial was designed to fail because the doses that were used were too low. I put a link to the explanation. If he ever comes around for dinner, Kelly gets a free copy of COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey, by Peter R. Bregan and Ginger Bregan. If I have convinced you that this formerly top medical journal, New England Journal, is a pack of lying liars, what can we conclude about other sources? Pharma sponsors nearly all network news shows and 75% of the rest of television advertising. Pfizer sponsored the Oscars. It was an embarrassing show this year. So many stars had dropped dead but were not mentioned. For more about the whys, see Mark Crispin Miller's interview by RFK Jr., and I left a link for you. Wikipedia is rewritten daily by industry and government propagandists. For example, they say that environmentalist and Greenpeace founder Patrick Moore, quote, denied the consciousness, the consensus of the scientific community on climate change. For example, by claiming that increased carbon dioxide in the Earth's atmosphere is beneficial, that there is no proof that anthropogenic carbon dioxide emissions are responsible for global warming, and that even if true, the increased temperature would be beneficial to life on Earth. In their article on climate change, they say, The temperature increase over the past 50 years is distinctly more rapid and not due to natural causes. This is caused by the emission of greenhouse gases, mostly CO2 and methane. Burning fossil fuels creates most of these emissions. Agriculture, steelmaking, cement production, and forest loss are additional sources. Increased warming in the Arctic has contributed to melting permafrost, glacial retreat, and sea ice loss. Making deep cuts in emissions will require switching away from burning fossil fuels. The World Health Organization calls climate change the greatest threat to global health in the 21st century. And they claim the 50-year trend is catastrophic, and I put a graph in there showing that. These ideas and many others are entirely debunked by Moore's presentation that I presented in a couple of prior substacks and have the links to here. You can view his original talk at a link that I've also included. Anyone can understand this science. A few salient points follow. There's no consensus. 31,000 U.S. scientists and professionals signed a document repudiating the CO2 theory of climate disaster. I have another graph below where it shows that over many millennia and and, uh, uh, geographic time frames, the CO2 does not correlate with global temperature. There's a tiny uptick at the end of the CO2 graph, but 50-year trends mean next to nothing. And the recent increase in CO2 mirrors similar increases in the past 100 years, long before the recent surge in CO2 production. Arctic ice is shrinking, but Antarctic ice is growing, and there is no net trend. This is likely caused by the Milankovitch cycles, which have to do with the tilt of the Earth. 
atmospheric carbon dioxide follows temperature change. It does not lead that. When the sea warms, gases come out, and when the sea cools, gases go in. And I have graphs in the original presentation that show that. We need high levels of CO2 in the atmosphere for life on Earth. At the lowest atmospheric CO2 levels, the Earth was only 30 parts per million over the levels where plants start to die. The sea levels have not risen for 6,000 years. CO2 is great for Earth's plant life, and we have witnessed a greening effect lately. Water vapor has a far bigger influence on greenhouse effects than CO2 or methane, which by comparison are inconsequential. If we, have, if we would not have, quote, polluted by burning fossil fuels into the atmosphere over the past 200 years, life might nearly have been extinguished by carbon starvation. We might have unknowingly saved ourselves. Why is understanding this issue important? We are being swindled into thinking that energy use is immoral and that we must sacrifice ourselves to prevent it. 86% of world energy is produced by fossil fuels. They are safe, efficient, and good for the planet. There's little prospect of replacing much of it with solar and wind sources. And I didn't address the World Health Organization calling for climate change being the greatest threat to global health in the 21st century. But I don't think I have to debunk the World Health Organization for this group of readers. So stay tuned. I'm actually interviewing Dr. Moore in a few weeks.